0: everybody, quick update before this episode starts. Something happened with the audio during recording, and so it may sound a little harsh or a little clipped, so if you need to turn things down, please go ahead and do that. Uh, So sorry about that. We'll work on getting that fixed for the next episode. Enjoy. You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider. Bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the MLS Fantasy Insider. Our preview of round 7 and review of round 6. This episode is brought to you by a 40 point captain from a 4.0 player, uh, a.k.a. The because MLS never stops. Oh uh, no no no! Uh, uh, no. Uh, actually, brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of MLS Fantasy Insider. It's because of you that this podcast is continuing. And a quick update: uh, please do make sure you are subscribed to the tier level that you are uh, desiring for this season. Because I'm going to be taking one of the running the report to uh, see what kind of swag we need to be ordering and sending out for this season, and combining that with the the little bit of swag from last year. That still needs to go out. I'm your host, Reed Connolly, from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by my partner in fantasy, Blaine Riffle. Ashley is out tonight with her family, but this should be the last time she has to be absent, she said, so looking forward to having her back next week. We'd also like to welcome our very special guest, Matt Nelson, aka Tinkerman, from the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord community. How are you all doing tonight? I'm good. Doing great. Great uh, great to have you with us tonight, Matt. I uh, will let you, I know this is, so for those of you who don't know, for uh, some of the players who are in the Experts League, there's a, there's another channel within the Discord community called The Club, where a lot of those players go to have some of the, it's one of the kind of the perks of, of that league for chatting. Matt has joined us this year in The Club League, so with some of the those expert players, and uh, excited to have him there, excited to have him Uh, on the show tonight. And Matt, if you want to give a little bit, a quick overview about your experience with fantasy before we start talking about our our reviews.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. This is my third year playing fantasy, like actually playing and not giving up two weeks in. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But it's been a ton of fun. I usually end up around the 100, 200 overall, um, depending on how seriously I take myself in the season. Um, But right now I'm sitting at at 25 i think overall so i got my fcl um birth clinched yeah. early. i'm um, having a lot of fun. shout out to the discord too for helping with that community it's a ton of fun and i'm learning a whole lot more um, about the league and just about fantasy mls in general it's a ton of fun
0: well fantastic thank you so much for joining us uh, and uh, we look forward to hearing your takeaways for, um, for this episode. I'm sorry, I'm uh, making a little bit of adjustments from the, the chat, is saying I'm a little quiet, so I hope that gets fixed. On the audio, but let's jump right into our first segment to talk about our expectations versus reality from round six. A pretty good one, I think, for some some good takeaways this round. Uh, so as for myself, I ended with a ninety-seven, which I was super happy about. And then I looked over to my head-to-heads because I was like, "Ah, oh, this is surely going to be a great week." And I was. So disappointed because I was thinking, yeah, 97, that's going to be awesome. And then a lot of people I was playing against had pulled in 100, 101, 99. And I thought, uh why am I playing against these jerks? Uh, these people and their good scores, but that was exciting to see so many great scores with individuals, uh, a great round. I know for me, one of the, the pivotal changes that I made was I ended up actually dropping Almada and uh, switching up my team a little bit. I think I'd send a message to Blaine and Ashley about like last minute tinkering, which mostly was okay for me. Um, but uh, I ended up doing the right decision with the Zellerion captain, and I did end up in going with Blaine's suggestion for uh, Bernadeschi for Toronto, and so that came away with a pretty good score for me with uh, with the forward position, and I got that clean sheet from my FC Cincinnati as well were some of the highlights for me. Uh, speaking of that Cincinnati game, one of my, my expectation reality takeaways from here is Miami looked dangerous. I know we've been a little bit down on Miami, especially at the start of the season, but they looked dangerous, uh, especially from Joseph Martinez had multiple opportunities during that game. Bossed a lot of the possession during that game and had chances. So that's something if if you were looking at Miami as this bet against team um, they did well against Cincinnati uh, with with those opportunities. So for whatever you think that is worth, take it. They didn't get them to fall. Big controversial call there with with the PK which I think came down right. Uh, But that was definitely don't overlook Miami. And on the other side, fantasy wise, I know a lot of us had Acosta, and he has just been all over the field all season. Since the first game that I watched uh, when I was in person at the stadium, he is floating. That whole front line three right there, uh, Vasquez, Brenner, and Acosta, are all just floating around and being wherever I guess they believe is best for them. But it's taking Acosta out of the middle, taking him out of that position where he was generating those bonus points that we like. Most of the game he spent on the left forward kind of area and ended up being kind of like a lazy forward in general with not really tracking back and that and I think that's what we're seeing reflected in his fantasy points and and that's got to be factored in when you're thinking do I want to go with Acosta is maybe even is a team going to shut down the middle of the field like Miami did and really just box him out of those potential points. Uh, But in general we are number one in the Eastern Conference for now undefeated and I am just going to float on that while I can. Uh, Ari said it on Twitter, so this is not me announcing it first, so this is not me putting a curse into the universe. I'm just reporting what Ari announced on Twitter already. Uh, Moving over quickly to Atlanta Red Bulls. I I know I think a lot of people maybe thought Atlanta was going to do another big score, return with another big score like we saw Atlanta previously. Uh, They did not. uh, 1-0 or yeah, I think 1-0 with this game and not... I think, entirely unexpected uh, because Red, that Red Bull press can be tough for teams. And I think that's what we saw a lot with Atlanta. Uh, it impacted Almada's score definitely with his four points. So uh, I know that was a, a captain target for a lot of, of people. But to note fantasy-wise, the goal that Atlanta had came from uh, Yakumakis. And this was his second goal in two starts. He didn't play last week, um, but the previous week he did start. uh, This was, I think, his first 90, and that's two goals in both of those starts right there. So this was a big signing that they were expecting. They're expecting big things from him, sub-7 million players. So keep an eye on him, uh, especially for some potential value options. Uh, I think we have to talk about Columbus RSL. I know this was one we've been looking at Columbus. There have been some absences, some value options. It was uh, Ramirez didn't pan out. I know a lot of us added him last week, but uh, Morris for the crew, another big game for him. This is his third double digit game for for Morris there in the midfield. And of course, Zellerion coming through as well. So definitely options in Columbus, both at defense and and in midfield, the forward spot still a little up for, um, for debate, or iffy, if that's even what you want to do right now, especially if Acuccio is out. Uh, New England Red Bulls, I think this is a great game to highlight going into this week. Heel came back. We expect when heel is in the game to give us a point return. And that's what we got this week. Uh, and also, thank you so much for that draw, boys, and getting us the number one spot. But that's that's an expectation that's confirmed. This is what we want to see from Heal. We don't really know what's going to happen up front with New England still, with the forward situation. But we expect points from Heal, and we got that. And that's going to factor in some of our conversation later in the show. And then the final game that I'm going to preview really quickly. Uh, i kind of surprised Blaine didn't grab this one since he was all up on Toronto. Uh, but Toronto versus Charlotte. This was a 2-2 draw, and I think that's important to take away, is because we've been a bit down. We've been we've been harsh on Charlotte all season about a team to bet against, and them getting a couple of goals I think continues to bring into question what we've also said about our uncertainty with Toronto. So that 2-2 draw there, I think is definitely still justifying that that skepticism that we have. Uh, and also, I want to make sure that we see, see that goal from Bradley is kind of a gift. He usually gets a few of those every year. Uh, not something we should begin to think is consistent, but uh, Bernadeschi's goal is one that I think we can look for more of that consistency, as Blaine was saying. Kind of pricey. kind Kind of pricey for what we're getting for him. But on the Charlotte side, Ben Bender was back, and he was a good player to look at last season for fantasy production and so now that he's back with his first i don't remember if he went 90 or not but he's played a substantial part of this game at least um he got a goal there and he is sub seven million at this time as well so even while we're a bit down on on charlotte keep an eye on ben bender keep an eye on what their form starts to look like with him back because that could impact in a positive way for fantasy uh quick look over at chat nope no big updates there so let's move on to you matt yeah, um I
1: ended one oh three which again got me uh FCL which is nice. Um a big move um I go by Tinkerman in the Discord because I like to tinker um, when lineups come out and so good tinkers I did I moved I had Lucio for a while, saw Wobodo was out, so dropped him, pulled in um I moved the Captain Armand to I forgot who I grabbed, I grabbed a low one, so I guess it didn't really matter too much with that, but um and kept Almada on my bench just in case he went off, which he didn't. And so ended up working out that way. And when he didn't go off, I got uh, Paul Marie from uh, San Jose, who got a lot of bonus points in the game, which was actually really clutch, um, kind of to hold my spot. Um, Almost went uh, Camacho, actually, which wouldn't have been that great. (laughs) (laughs) I I went to um, San Jose instead. Um, um, Two games that I found interesting, the Colorado LAFC game Mm -hmm. – Specifically, LAFC went with a mostly first team, if not, I guess you can argue whether it was first team or not, but a very strong team, 90 minutes in altitude, with now they're traveling to Vancouver for CCL midweek, and so I'm curious to see what lineup they pull out for that game, and what whether they'll be either rotating heavily against Austin at home, or going with a full strength team again at Austin, or hosting Austin, because it could be, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to be picking LAFC this weekend because of that. Um, I'll go with, unless they rotate heavily midweek. Um, and it could, Colorado's defense seem to do very well. I was watching on the whip around to not watch that, but they held their own against one of the best attacks in the league. Obviously it was, it's hard to play in Colorado, but it could be a good sign for that defense again, um, to have some hope on them neutralizing really big threats, um, from other teams. Um, and last game, Morism um, is coming out. Um, Leo Chu, two really good starts and um, two really good returns. Um, 5.6 right now. Um, he should continue to start. I think um, there's some talk in Discord today about uh, Schmetzer usually likes to play the hot hands. And right now, Chu on the wing and Morris up top is that hot hand. So that's an ion um, going forward. Which also means Rui Diaz comes on a sub and it gets a few minutes. So when he does start starting, he's going to be really cheap. Because um, I think he's right now about $7 million or something like that. It's going to be great. Um, yeah, those are the only two big games I want to
0: Blaine, how about you?
2: Yeah, I got a 68 this week. I'm seeing triple digits, and I'm like, ooh, I'm barely above average. It was pretty awful for me. Missed all the way around. Saw some things I liked, saw some things I didn't like, and just... Made a few changes. My bench was good for the most part. Everybody else was terrible. Banked on some big midfielders that just didn't hit. Um, Start with the games. Uh, One of my biggest mistakes on the week was I saw the Sporting and Philly lineups come out. I was like, oh, Sporting's going to play three different guys in the back, or Volader's played, but, I mean, he's playing left back. It's like, oh, sure, Philly's going to score here. So I moved the captain over to... Gazdug and brought Carranza in because I had Vasquez in there I think at that point as I was tinkering with some stuff and I was like I kind of switched away from my Vancouver attacker to try to get a little bit something different there just because I wasn't 100% sure and yeah so I went big on that and then that game ended up being
0: 0-0 and I was expecting goals all over the place Shocked. Shocked. I also brought in Gazdug. That was a main tinker that I went with so shocked.
2: Yeah, and I thought a lot of people did it, but not as many people did it as I thought, and I don't think very many of them captained them, but with the way the defense had been playing, I mean, Melia was in for the first time this season, too. Five players starting for the first time. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is going to be terrible. This is a four-goal Philly game against my team, because that's what I expected, and... I guess I jinxed it because a draw in Philly with the way we've been playing is as good as a win for me. <laughs> I, mean, I will take it the way this season has started. A draw in Philly is a win for us. But So I jinxed it in favor of my team, which, hey, I can't be too upset about that, but it really hurt my fantasy production. Um, another game I loved, I kind of shouted it out last week. This is more of the expectation versus reality. Vancouver is a dangerous team right now. They lead all of MLS in key passes with 70. Next closest is Philly with 67 and the Kansas City with 64. So key passes don't always mean goals, but Vancouver is way up there. They've got a lot of young guys rotating right now, and they seem to keep picking up good scores. Russell's been the headliner with Gald out. Uh, the striker keeps rotating a little bit, but there is a lot of good things happening in Vancouver. Um, I know they were playing Montreal, five goals versus Montreal. Who go down a man in the first half is just par for the course in MLS when that happens. But Montreal's a team we've been betting against. Montreal's a team that we should keep betting against. And I think Vancouver's just—they're showing more and more that they're a competitor. They're probably not great, but they are definitely a competitor. And they're picking up bonus points all over the place. And it's a lot of young defenders getting attacking bonus points regularly.
0: Yeah, That's where Ahmed was, your 20-point, 40-point yeah. captain.
2: Yeah, best score of the round was 20 points from a 4.0 guy who got to start at, I think, fullback and played so advanced. It was That was just a fun one. And then shout-out to what I said last week. And this is one of those things I think the stats are going to back it up. I recommended against Klaus for St. Louis because I tr- I was trusting in Minnesota's defense. Minnesota has allowed three goals plus an own goal in five games this year. Their five opponents co- have combined for thirty-three goals on the season. They are not playing teams that are not scoring. That is an incredible rate of goals for five teams through this rate part of the year, and. Minnesota's only given up three of those with the own goal being one of the other ones. It's pretty rough for them. So I said don't go Klaus because I was putting enough stock in Minnesota. Minnesota's defense looks legit right now. They've changed formations a little bit. I think they're playing a 4-4-2. They've got a couple more defensive-minded guys in there. They're not scoring as much as we would have seen in the past with some of the attacking names they have, but that defense is solid right now. And when a mediocre to subpar offense comes in. I think we have to have them front of mind going forward.
0: You know, that's a, a good shout out for a quick throwback to what Matt was saying about Colorado versus L- LAFC. Colorado's formation allows them to easily switch to a five-man back line, and it puts a lot of the focus on those center midfielder, sorry, center defenders, and they're the ones who got. Uh, the points, the bonus points last week, I think Maxo was up there with with the bonus points at maybe an eight. so that's that's definitely factoring into where their point production is coming in on defense too. Along that point,
1: uh, Portland went to a five in the back this weekend and did really well a Dallas attack. McGraw got a ton of bonus points and on a five. Um, and Bravo and Mosquera were flying up those wings. So five in the backs, I think could be good targeting for bonus points.
0: Yeah, you got to watch out. McGraw has generated the most bonus points of any defender in the game right now, so um, decent price, decent price, but we'll talk about that in the next segment or in our last segment, I am sure. Quick check, check over to uh, chat, not seeing... Um, really anything added in there, so that's that's our quick overview. You know, I honestly thought that this section would get a little bit shorter as the season has gone on, and we're only seven rounds in so far, but uh, we're still talking about a lot of teams which I think is good. There are still fantasy options, and that's the point of this segment, is to just sort of give you a check for some of the expectations, fantasy-wise, that we were seeing versus the realities, uh, both good and bad, to help uh, you keeping a uh, just a pulse on where you might want to spend your money. But now we're going to move on to talking about our housekeeping for the upcoming round seven. Welcome back to the housekeeping section for round seven. Uh, Let me first start again like I did last week. Uh, Round seven is the beginning of the second round qualifying quarter for the MLS Champions League. As Matt mentioned earlier, he did successfully qualify for the first round. Top 50 teams make it into the Champions League for the last part of the season where you get to compete for additional prize opportunities. The second qualifier is round seven through round twelve. So this is again, if you've been banking your money, this is a good time to put that money to use. So try to make a big push for that. Uh, or just start fresh. This is you can look at this as a mini, a mini season within our whole season of this is your opportunity, finish top 50 and you're in for some big prizes. So second round qualifier, round seven through round twelve. Moving on to our league updates. Pro-REL Championship. Uh, still, we... Or I guess not still, but we have a Half Century City with a record of 5-1-0 leading our Champions League. I believe we're no longer tied now. Uh, so big congrats to you right there. Over in the Veterans League, we have five teams still tied with a record of 5-0-1 with Barrero FC winning by points there. Down to the Homegrown League, we have... Uh, Let's see here. Uh, no undefeated teams left. Uh, eight teams are tied at 5-0-1 with a Gabrielle. What was that, Blaine? Your cursor's bouncing around. Um, oh, Gabrielle fardis Smelly. There we go. I made you say that. Uh, who is winning by points. And then uh, over at the Discovery League, we still have six teams tied uh, with a record of 5-0-1. But it is, it is um, let's see here. Hey Rui, you're so fine by points and I love that team name. That is a fantastic team name right there. Moving over to our uh, non pro rel leagues, we have the Discord head-to-head, six teams still tied at a record of 5-0-1 oh, with again Hey Rui, or Hey Ricky, I don't know I said Rui, Hey Ricky, you're so fine who is winning by points. Blow my mind with that team name. Over at the Patreon, Monster Energy Drink FC uh, with a record of 5-0-0 is leading our Patreon League. And then over in the MLS Fantasy Insider Experts Invitational League, we still have teams, four of them tied at 5-0-1, and our very own Christian Ward is leading that league by points. So congrats to everyone for how well you are doing in your leagues. It's, uh, it's great to see these names changing throughout the season as well. Now let's talk uh, the meat and potatoes for this round. Round 7 starts on Saturday, April 8th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And as with last week, again, we have a bunch of teams starting at 7.30, a few teams starting at 8.30, and the last few coming in at 9.30 and 10.30. It's going to impact your switcheroo options Uh, but fortunately Orlando is on a buy and that will make switcheroos very easy as they have 4.0s at all of the key positions that you'll want to be able to activate that with Uh, but for any of your switcheroos or auto Vancouver playing last I think makes this a very uh, enticing option Uh, also Seattle is going to be in there for how you Uh, arrange your team so you can definitely get your switcheroos done it's going to be tight if you're going from those 830 to 1030 games Uh, the 730 games are probably going to be where you see the the most of the ease of getting that worked out with your team Uh, i do want to mention as we said earlier in the show ccl is going on this week and there are two three mls teams sorry who are playing on tuesday 4-4 that is tomorrow for you listening tonight or today for you listening tomorrow that uh, Philadelphia is playing Atlas at home, so keep an eye on the lineup they have there. Philly's pretty deep, uh, so that may not impact what happens to them. Uh, but they are playing the first; they they're the first team on the list this this week uh, for Philly. But they're playing one of the seven thirty games on Saturday. Uh, Over on Wednesday, Vancouver is hosting LAFC at home. So again, keep an eye on that. Vancouver does also play at home and plays the last game of the round. So check to see if there's any kind of rotation right there. And then just for me, because I can say it for the first time, Uh, Louisville City is playing Lexington Sporting Club, uh, my USL local team, uh, for the first time in uh, Open Cup. And so that's going to be, I'm sure, a loss, but a fun thing to be able to say for the first time that my USL team is playing in the Open Cup against Louisville. Of course, why can't we ever not have the Kentucky teams play against each other? So that's the quick update. I'm not sure if our... um, Mega Reference has been updated just yet, but I'm going to throw this over to Blaine to give us what updates he can at this time.
2: Well, our biggest injury is Ranch is out sick right now, so we didn't get a major update. I didn't see anything. I'm going to stall for chat to see if they know of any major injuries. I know Gauld was a late scratcher. Sorry, what was that, Matt?
1: Wagner, late-scratched. We had an MRI done his hammy, um, as well as Nwobido didn't start for a hamstring issue for Cincy, which I think is a lot bigger than not.
0: Yeah, that was a huge impact to the team. Yeah. Uh, In a a quick update, you mentioned Facebook. We have a note in chat that that Skylar has mentioned that uh, the dev team is working on a fix for the Facebook login issue. So the guess fantasy sh- game I- is not on the injury list.
2: I guess I should say it just to be complete, but nobody's picking Montreal
0: anyway, but Camacho's out on a red card. Yeah, it doesn't look like we have much updates right now, but of course that's why we have the Mega Reference. It gets updated throughout the week. And Blaine, where can people go to participate and check that reference as we do get more information trickling in?
2: Yeah, go to Discord and ask for it, but there's a nice little like push pin icon at the top, and underneath that you can find the right mega reference as a pinned post. Um, it is updated. If you want to help with that, start throwing out injury updates on, on there, and if you do enough of it, people will ask you if you want to join, join the team and help out, uh, but we're always taking um, any volunteers that want to throw injury information out there, and it gets into the sheet one way or the other. I think you're a member of that team too, Matt.
0: I was um, with the baby. I haven't been able to actually update it. That Mister. makes I understand. I understand <laughs> completely. Uh, so yeah, please do check out that's uh, that reference. It's a great way to to stay connected and also could be your first intro into the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord community that that so many people spend so much time to help make a fantastic place so mlsfantasyboss.com slash discord the easiest way to find a way to become a member of that community it's fun it's free so why delay just go today there we go that, that was a that was a great pitch we should write that down boys let's let's do it <laughs> Put it on a shirt. Put it on a shirt, on a hat, on a button, whatever we need to do. Uh, Discord community, it's it's gonna be good times. Uh, but so, those are the updates that we have about injuries. Check the check the mega reference. But now we're going to get into updates about the players that we are targeting going into round seven. Right after this. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. We're here to talk about player targets for round seven. Another update uh, this social media note has been published, so please do share that now so everyone can join us for this segment. Starting as always with keepers and defenders. Uh, Blaine, who are you looking at? We have no, the only, uh, let me just, I guess I should just say, the only consensus pick that the three of us have is that we're targeting a New England defender a little bit varied between us but we're targeting new england at least between the three of us but who else are you looking at Blank keeper and defender
2: yeah first draft and with ccl i kind of overlooked that it may change a little bit but right now i've got mccarthy to takaoka for vancouver like hit that lafc defense i have little faith in austin right now i know drees he's goal dependent maybe this is one where they get it but i want to see what the rotation looks like there um Probably would have Petrovic here, but I want to see the New England lineup before I do that. If I don't like enough of the attacking players, I will probably switch this to Petrovic on the front end and go with it. I think that's probably your best clean sheet shout for the weekend. But I'm not really sold on Portland's formation right now. Um, I don't like the way they're playing. They're missing some playmakers. It's just rough. So I think going back to Vancouver on this one is not a bad play. It's also the great, uh, the right timing. For these, I think Vancouver and Seattle, Portland, a lot of these teams, and they've got those home games, are going to be in that last time slot. So get used to hearing about those guys. Definitely tune in and watch some of those games. That would be my other big suggestion. Figure out what you like on that late West Coast time slot because they're going to be on the back end of any switcheroos you have all season with these congested schedules. Um, defender-wise, I'm leaning towards buy. Um, It's always a toss-up between By and Jones for me on this team. Um, I want to make a splash. I want somebody who's going to score some points. I feel like By is the better player in this matchup. I think I like Jones' skill set a little bit more right now, but I think By works better in this matchup. It's just gut decision there. Um, Surprised it's not a universal with the way Portland's defense has been playing, but Gressel is in my team for sure. Just too many key passes, too many bonus points. Uh, he's a defender that's playing up enough. I'm going to go with it. Um, uh, next guy on my list is I like Shaq Moore this week. I think this is a good chance for or a mediocre chance for a clean sheet. I'm not sold on this one, but I think there's a lot of attacking potential here, and he is the best attacking defender from a decent defense that I really like right now. And then I'm actually going to double up here, and I'm going to take a second Vancouver defender. Undecided on who it is, I've got it on Brown right now. He has played so well linking up with Russell down that right-hand side. He's got the best average of any of them, but he doesn't take the set pieces from that side. If Luis Martinez is starting, he takes set pieces on the other side, which is really powerful. Or if they go back to whatever they've had this last week with Ahmed out there getting crazy forward like he ha- like he did, I don't think it's a bad idea to go back with him. I just don't trust the way Portland plays, and I think those second runners are going to get a lot of opportunities, which is what makes the wingbacks for Vancouver really valuable for me this week. So I'm looking at a lot of attacking options into some subpar defenses for my defenders this week, and try to pick up a bunch of bonus points that way.
1: Matt, um, I've gone back up and forth on keepers a bunch this week. Um, I don't, I like New York's defense and blocking off attackers, but they have they keep giving up goals regardless. Um, so I don't know if I like going with Cornell, but I have him right now. I have Cornell, Tekaoka. Or however you pronounce his name. I know I butchered that. Um, but I'm also. I like Fry this week, too. I know St. Louis is hot, but I like Fry. Might just be the same. But I also. I, I personally think that Vancouver-Portland game screams 0-0. I think that um, coming off CCL, I think they're going to go hard and heavy the way they subbed off players um, against LAFC. And I think they. Portland. And Portland. Did decent at stopping a hot Dallas attack at home. Um, but also, they're not creating much. So, I think that's going to be 0-0. So, I like um, I like both those keepers. But I don't, keepers are hard for me. I usually go off lineups for them. Um, for defenders themselves, yeah, by Kessler-Jones, whoever starts for New England, I want. Um, probably one of the attacking fullbacks, if I can fit them both in. I like Alex Roldan. At the end, um, a really good um, easy attacking fullback. Now that he's um, fit, um, it's kind of a differential. I like Lindsay this week if he starts again for um, uh, Charlotte. I think though they are away at RSL. If Krylock and Savarino are out, I know Sav- back, um If Savarino and Crylock are both out, I like them, him as an option as attacking fullback. Um, he's been getting some good bonus points when he plays. Also thinking about someone on Portland's back line as kind of a fallback if uh, bench players don't go off. Um, and I like targeting Colorado a little bit. So maybe a player like Zusi, or maybe one of the uh, um, center backs for Sporting Kansas City I think are also a decent option. Um, though I do like the Nashville Shouts um, as well. I think I like your, uh, your more pick there, Blaine, for sure. Um, I think he's also a very good option.
0: Yeah, that Zeusi pick, super cheeky. He's got eight bonus points on the year so far, uh, three of them uh, attacking and five of them uh, on defensive. So, uh, I saw that pick and I was like, oh, that's that's cheeky. Seven point eight, so still kind of pricey, I think. But uh, I, I I'd like that pick. Uh, that was that was a fun pick to see. Uh, I am going to to weigh it. So so right now, um, I have Willis as as my only as my only goalkeeper um, i know a lot of the conversations around for for a while why we would pick uh and for uh takaoka is the the vancouver keeper i could definitely see that that coming in uh, a great target for keeperu this week um not high on on toronto really high on the nashville defense and so so I like that from a quality there. It, still on the fence about what I might do with that. When it comes to New England, and we're talking about the goalkeepers, I think, Blaine, you touched on this, which is the important fantasy point is, is going with New England as a keeper option a waste for fantasy points? Because when if you like the offensive options they have, that will have a higher ceiling for what you can go for than a keeper. And I think that's a better investment of your money, um, especially considering that New England's keeper is eight point six million, so you yeah. could definitely get a better return for your money on on the the defense, which is a tough question. I know everyone has has a. I have it on Jones right now, but but here's kind of the breakdown. Kessler has actually generated. The most bonus points from the from mm-hmm. the players, but only by one. He's gotten ten overall bonus points. By and Jones have gotten nine bonus points. Uh, most of buys have come, or sorry, most of both of those have come from defensive options. But it's Jones who's gotten two assists on the year. By has not gotten any assists on the year. So this is all over the place. For me, it's coming down to Jones. That's point one higher than By, and a lot of that is coming down to he has gotten the assists. And that's what's changing my decision. But I know Bai has been a long-time fan favorite of this show in players. And so I don't think you can go wrong necessarily with either. Uh, The determining factor, and I have not looked into this, I don't know if Montreal is weaker on one side of the field or not. Uh, Chat, if you all know, let let us know there. But that could be where we determine going, um, what makes you maybe ultimately where you're going to go with that. Uh,
2: I think Camacho has been playing left center back for most of the season, okay. and he's the one that's out, so look at New England's right side if you want to target the weaker center back that's coming in
0: we can see there yeah that's but that's uh, those that's how the new england breakdown if you're looking at just uh, the production points right there uh otherwise yeah love the gressel shout i'm looking at zimmerman as well to match up with a defender i love to match up a defender with a keeper as far as the fantasy goes and i'm looking at a cincy player right now uh, because of some of the ccl i'm not sure what's going to happen with with philadelphia i have miazga right there um just to see what happens with how Philly may try to play. But again, that's a team to break down. Uh, Miazga is lower on the points right now with bonus points. It's it's Mosquera and Barial who have the higher production. Um, I think Mascara's kind of a fluke <laughs> right there with points. I mean, he's been getting some some bonus points which I think is great. He got the goal last week, which has pumped up his points. Not always going to happen. He is one that definitely can be subbed out. If, if needed. I think Miazga is much less likely to get subbed out. Mascara has gotten better than he was when I watched him in the first game. I still think he's kind of slow. But um, but he's he's up there a little bit. I think one, maybe more than, than Zimmerman. And as for Barrial, love him. Absolutely love the guy all over the place. Putting in service, getting opportunities. But he is so expensive that I just don't know if that is is worth the money right now with, with Barial being 9.7. I, I just don't know. I mean, he's gotten 10 bonus points, he has 49 points. Mascara, 51 points, and he's 8.5. Uh, Miazga, 8.6, and he's gotten 44 points. So um, we can see, but that that's how Cincinnati breaks down. I'm looking at one right now, but I'm on the fence with Cincinnati. So I could easily go with another option, maybe try to save uh, some budget. Right there. Yeah. A few others Three, I want to...
2: Go ahead. Oh, on your Cincinnati talk, um, because we've seen it in chat a couple of times, Celentano, or some people like to call him cilantro. Celentano. Um, uh, another go- good goalkeeper shout. Um, I like the Cincy shout, but I think it's lineup dependent on what Philly brings in. Yeah. Who Philly brings in. If Philly comes in with a full-strength defense, my my valuation of Barreal goes down a little bit. I like him for that attacking play a lot. And I don't think he gets quite as much there. Nwobido is another one that if he's still out, if that injury is significant, I think that hurts the production of the team as a whole. Makes it harder to go a 9.7 defender without that defensive coverage that has made that defense so good. Um, But it's all lineup dependent for me on that game. I could see going a double stack on Cincy if Philly decides to heavily rotate, Gazdag goes 90 in CCL and sits. It, It really is heavy on the lineup i like cincy with that asterisk i want to see what philly's putting out there
0: uh we just had a mention in chat about anyone going dane st Clair. i, I was actually going to point out i think that chicago minnesota game in general has has options if you do think it's going to be sort of a zero zero tie uh, then i think you have some options on both sides of the keeper both sides of, of the field uh she as well with the defense for chicago could be an option um awesome shout out palacios as well with with uh LAFC this week. I know you were talking about some of that a little bit earlier, Matt, about how you think that might happen, but Austin has, has kind of struggled, and so that, that could be uh, an LAFC option that you have there, and maybe even New, New York City FC. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. Atlanta could definitely get some, some points there, uh, but... Uh, At home, New York does crazy things, and that field is absolutely crazy. So I I think New York City FC players could also be justified. These 7.30 games are going to be a lot easier, as we already said, to work in with these switcheroos. I mean, you could go with a Celentano, uh, Takaoka with with a keeper right there. Just having it uh, and to see what happens. That's a very easy one to do, and if you want to go with some of these guys. These 8.30 games... Definitely a little harder. Um, Malia I saw mentioned in chat, which I love—a good value right there, going against Colorado on on the keeper side, which has struggled to score in general. Eight thirty makes that very tight. If you want to go with someone from Seattle or Vancouver as as a as an option right there, could be maybe that's your only keeper option if you want to roll with that. But another another viable one, I think, for sure. Uh, last quick little. Shout there. Uh, lots lots of budget options still right here. I know, Blaine, you mentioned some uh, at, at Vancouver, and we still have a little bit of, of cheapness at, at Atlanta. So definitely uh, you can make that that uh, budget stretch. Let's move on to midfielders now. A bit more overlap with us. I think some definite chalky players we have. Uh, Carles, Heel, Zella, and Mukhtar are the share between the three of us. Um, I imagine that's going to be in the majority of teams as well. So it's going to be about some of the... I don't want to call them differentials, but just some of the variance that we get between the teams. So, Blaine, who are you looking at?
2: Yeah, this one was easy on one pick, hard on the second one. I like Herrera for Houston. His average has been good. He's been involved. I'm not a fan of LA Galaxy defense right now and just the way they play. I think they concede a lot of bonus points to opponents. So, I think if you've got that good player that's going to get involved, picking against the Galaxy right now has been beneficial. And it's worked pretty well for most of the season. So I think going back to Herrera, who's been hot lately, this is a game where he can get back on track. And I'm not going to shy away from this one. Again, it's lineup dependent. Um, I don't expect as much craziness from LAFC on the rotational side. I'll watch what they do against Vancouver and CCL. But Tillman has been really strong. And I've not liked what I've seen from Austin at all. So if Tillman's still starting, uh, seafood has been out, I'm definitely interested in him here. I've been burned by midfielders too many times this year, so I'm kind of looking for a little bit safer options. Um, if I don't like what I see from LAFC, I mean, it, it's so hard. I may look at, like, Shop from Vancouver. He's been playing well. Vite is another one that's been getting some points. It's like I may go back with the team I like right there. But it's just it's so weird. I'm not seeing a ton of names that just stand out to me as, oh, I've got to have this player on this week, and I'm starting to look at road games for where I want to pick him up. Maybe it's the week I finally go Homer and just take Tommy against Colorado. He shoots, he gets bonus points. I mean, he's a name I should probably we should all probably throw out there just to have on the radar might be your best chance for some bonus points and hopefully a fluky goal goes in or something because he hasn't gotten on the score sheet very much but the bonus points are there maybe this is the week and colorado's one of the weaker road teams to bet against but this week is so tough
0: matt
1: yeah heel of course um zellamook um homer pick of course but chew i think is a good option if he continues to keep starting 5.6 gives you some budget flexibility if you're struggling for budget. Um, And the way he's playing right now with Morris, I think he can um, get some uh, decent bonus points. Not a whole lot. He doesn't have much of a floor. But I think he will have some good attacking returns um, or could have good attacking returns against St. Louis. Um, um, I have Almeida, too, right now. Um, I know he burned a lot of people this week. Um, He's still, I think, the best player in MLS right now. he just went against a very good defense he, like and didn't play terribly. He just New York is just a great defense. So I think New York City is a fine defense, not as good as it was. Um, and so I could see him getting good returns there, maybe a little more bonus points. Um, and so if you have the money, I think he's worth it to have. Maybe if you want to do some weird auto bench play with him if you're nervous about that, if you have the money, it's not a bad idea. And to um, Blaine's point about playing it safe, I think Aiden Morris is also a safe bet in the sense of he has a really good floor. Um, he's usually between six or five and seven points a game in a goal contribution. Um, he's just a, I think he's a poor man pretty much at this point. Um, who can score sometimes? I doubt he's going to keep scoring. Um, he doesn't seem like that player unless he continues to the pitch. Um, but I like, if you are struggling for budget, I like the Chu and Morris kind of double up there if you want to spread some funds around.
0: Yeah, I love that that pick. I actually have uh, Chu on my team as well. Mook heel Zella, I, I think we, we've covered that a little bit. Just the production you're looking for Mook to, for uh, Heal against Montreal is what we're all hoping for. Uh, Zella, a great option on the road with his form against DC, which has has struggled as well. And Moutar against Toronto, again, with some questions about Toronto. I think that's why we're looking at him and some production is coming back for, for Moutar. Chew, uh, you guys covered everyone that, that I already had on my list to make sure that we're cover. Uh, I, I do find that Vite shout... Also, very interesting, Blaine. I mean, he is uh, another 5.6 player, just like Chu. He has been getting some consistent minutes, not always full minutes. Uh, Last week was the first time he went to full 90. And he got the assist right there uh, against Montreal going up against Portland. Uh, it would be interesting to see what they they do with their team, like you were saying, Matt. Kind of having them come back and play a five men on defense would make some of that harder. Uh, but if you don't want to go with Chu or you're super tight with funds, even going with Chu and Vide could be... Uh, a a budget play that might work out for you but it's going to be hard to react to that if there is some some switch up with vancouver because they do have ccl that's going to be the weakness there with vancouver is is you will have no ability to react to that lineup with it being the last game
2: yeah and that's what i can touch on that a little bit uh i my app is broke or my website page is broken so i can't see all the fantasy numbers But Vitae's got eight key passes on the season, which is huge for his number. He's also got five shots and an assist. Like, that's big. But the way they're playing, I would take almost any of these guys in the midfield. Or if you're really worried about, like, oh, what's going to happen with CCL? Uh, White has been playing well. If you like this team offensively at all, White's been playing well. Schopf is a guy we've picked up a couple of times. Um, Becker? Uh, just had that monster game with what two goals, or goal and an assist, something like that. I mean, he had a really good game this weekend. Really, if you like that, there's enough guys in that similar price point that if you don't see your your previous target starting, there's another guy that's going to be starting that's in that same price point. So I think Vancouver's safe if you want to go with them, and they're playing so creative
0: right now. It's fun to watch. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to our forward options uh, coming in for this round, Matt. Who are you looking at?
1: Um, Bo was the first name on my team, um, Gustavo Beau. Um, I think that that Montreal team. You're saying we're targeting them. I think it's an easy thing to target. Um, I have him on my bench right now, um, just because early game, easy to put them on the bench and go from there. Um, currently, I don't like a lot of forwards this week. Um, I was looking through and just they don't feel great. Um, I. Like I said, I tinker throughout the week, so I could end up having a captain for a forward on Wednesday by, at this point. Who knows? But um, my other guy, I have a scrub right now in Jordan Morris. I think um, he's on fire. He's doing very well. I think that St. Louis team can be picked apart. Um, I like St. Louis. Don't be wrong. It's great they're doing so well. Um, I think that Sounders attack is just going crazy. Um, and I think right now I'm just on Bowen Jordan Morris.
2: Yeah. Blaine. Yeah, I spent my money elsewhere. I don't know why I don't have Morris in my team right now. Maybe it's just my Kansas City homer. I cannot support anything Seattle. And that is a big problem I have in this game, If I just will not pick up rivals at times. Um, but no, I just... I feel like Morris is overperforming just a little bit, and it's going to come crashing down to earth. Or what I really think is... Rui Diaz is going to start back up top, and Morris is going to get pushed out wide. And Morris out wide is not the same player. I think Rui Diaz up top is the best thing for Seattle, even though Morris is on fire up there. I just think pushing your guy back in like that is the best thing for the team overall. So I have a feeling it's going to be that way, and I don't want to wait till the last game with really no good fallback at those price points to judge it with. So, I'm actually looking at Bossy for Houston. Um as long as he's healthy and starting at that 7:30 time slot or it's 8:30 time slot Eastern. Um, I really like him. He's on PK Galaxy or a team I've been picking against. He's got that cheaper price point so I can spend more money elsewhere. I I really like that play for this week and i think we need to stop sleeping on him being the pk taker for what has become a pretty good team especially against bad defenses and the galaxy are a bad defense
0: that's fair uh have a have a call out from tyler about your take blaine he says that is a bad take on seattle because Rui has not looked good this season um but i think to the point that both you and he mentioned were were leaning to the position of morris is what matters not necessarily who is Mm -hmm. there but where he is playing and i can't remember which one of you mentioned it earlier in the show i too recall i i I thought browsing through twitter today seeing something from schmetzer about keeping with the hot hand i think you mentioned it matt when we were talking about chew um and it's sort of I'll keep doing this until it's not producing anymore, and then we'll look at those, at those other options. And and I and I I just can't find it. I was trying to find it just now. Uh, so if someone sees that, please please do send that to me. Uh, shoot it at me. But but uh, it I don't see why he would necessarily change that going into uh, this round. Do you want to say something, Blaine? Oh, I was gonna say. I mean, I'm not sold on Rui. I didn't say if,
2: uh, if Morris goes wide, you bring in Rui. yeah I think Abreu the best striker for their system. And I haven't been shy about that on this show. I just, I, I don't feel it. I just, I just don't feel it.
0: No, and that's fair. And I think, I think, yeah, just that quick point that Tyler made. Um, it's yeah, not the no, position. The position.
2: Yeah, that's great. It's great to know because that may, cha- I may think on that for the week and change my mind and have to bring in Morris because of that.
0: Just because he's so hot, but yeah, and so um, again, you guys have covered. I think what was probably going to be the chalk picks this week, if we're looking at some some alternatives. I mean, we do have um, uh, Boanga at LESC. Uh, we we I clarified actually before the show because these guys put Bo and I was like, are you guys saying Bo as in New England or Bo as an abbreviation for Boanga? Like, where we just making sure, guys, because we abbreviate in this thing sometimes. Uh, a lot of that's going to depend on what happens with CCL, um, as we mentioned some of that before. But that's another name you can have right there on your list. Um, you you may look over at. Charlotte this week. If you're looking for some of those more differential options at Ford, they are going up against uh, Real Salt Lake, who has not done amazing uh, recently. And if you're looking over at at Charlotte, I mean you ha- you have Vargas as a potential mm-hmm. option right there, seven point four um, as a, as another. I'm just I'm just looking for some other options that people might want to consider. Not saying these are guys that I'm definitely go with, but as you're going through the list, that's seeing who's who's there i mean um i think these are guys you can bring into that conversation same thing with with cincinnati you might go with a forward there depending on what happens with um with philadelphia uh, Magno scored again with New York City FC. So depending on what happens with Atlanta, uh, he's 7.6, that might be someone. This kind of gets into some of that whole switcheroo type type options right there. But um, if, you're, if you're like me, you're likely looking at uh, a two or one forward system, depending on how you want to spend your money, where you want to spend your money. So I, I think we've covered enough of the guys. Uh, anything else from there might get a bit more of that differential territory um anything else yeah, you guys want to add chat's
2: chat's talking about lafc a little bit um i would just reassure anybody if you're on lafc i'm kind of back at never vela camp it's not because i have anything against vela it's just the the way bowanga plays i think he's stealing all those points and so it's it's that arango versus vela from last year but bowanga is just so much better right now And he seems to have that Iron Man mentality where he's going to go regardless. Um, I think he's your safe option there. But thankfully that's first kickoff, so you can definitely see it. I don't dislike Bawanga into Austin. I'm not high on Austin at all. So if you've got a good feeling about it, I would say go with that gut feeling. I'm not. I don't want to spend the money on that, but I definitely like that. And then since we're talking about it, Becker has come back up, or Brecker, however you, whatever it is, for Vancouver. He's the only forward other than White, and he was hot last weekend. Um, again, we like Vancouver in that last game. It's an easy scrub point where you're not spending a ton of money to have that switcheroo coverage and a cheap scrub out if you need it or a cheap entry into that late-game time slot if your bench just absolutely fails. Um Thanks, chat, for bringing that one up because I think that's a name we've got to have on the radar. If your whole bench fails, he's cheap enough that you can probably fit him into most lineups without too many tinkers to get free up a little bit of money.
1: You want to get real differential. Um, if Savarino starts um, for RSL, um, I might snag him. He's cheaper. He's one of the leaders in shots per ninety right now, um, as well in the league. And so if he's going to be against a Charlotte team that's not great. Um, He might be worth a sag later game, so you might not have a spot open for him. Um, Could be a a sneaky differential there. Um, But now I just could be throwing names out of the blue, too, because I just like Savarino. I think he's fun.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Tyler is the master of the differentials, and so we don't want to steal his thunder this week as we did last week for, for what my I'm comment. not I'm not saying one name because I want Tyler to have at least one we didn't talk about that's that's, <laughs> fair. that's fair check out Tyler's articles at mlsfantasyboss.com shameless plug let's move on to forwards Matt who do you like um oh sorry not forwards captain let's move on to captains Matt who do you like um to be honest I
1: think unless you want to try to take a big lead in this first second stretch of FCL I think it has to be heel
2: Blaine yeah vancouver's so bad or
0: not vancouver montreal's so bad you got to go heel against this yeah i agree it's it's betting against montreal it was great to see as we mentioned at the beginning of the show it was great to see that production from heel this week coming back because that's what we want and going into montreal we're betting against that in heel i think is, is an ideal um as as Scott says in chat, the only choice for captain. I don't know about only choice for captain. Um, I mean, it's always fun when we're so
2: solid on it. Who's your second captain? If you couldn't have heel. If Heal's somewhat or somehow on the bench
0: and not starting, who do you go to? Uh, for me, it would be Mukhtar or Zella. I mean, those, those are three diff- yeah. three midfielders that I was immediately looking at as far as form and production. Um, the only hesitation I would have about Zella is because it is a road game. Um... Even with it being DC, which I think has has points right there, uh, but but also um, Columbus's Morris has opportunity for production as well, so uh, it could be yeah. some shared points there. But but Zella or Muktar would likely be. They'd probably round out my potential my top three again. With my tendency to not want to go with a forward, you could probably also throw a forward up there if you wanted to go with like a bow. Or someone else, uh, if you had a bit more risky, in my opinion, risky forward options for fantasy.
1: Yeah, I'd be Mukhtar, I think, at this point.
0: Yeah, I lean Mukhtar as well with the home game against a
2: mediocre defense. I'm not sold on Toronto's defense there. The road games are just too rough to try to pick up on.
0: Uh, and of course Amada is mentioned as well in in the game. I think that's again the the comment of uh, it's it's the road. I get it. I get absolutely the the Amada choice. Um but I do worry about New York. I mean that field is is just janky at at home yeah. and the things that happen when New York is at home are just totally because of MLS and and I do yeah. worry about that. Which, of course means he's getting the double hat trick this week. And that's what's and that's what's happening. Yeah. But but that I mean that's what's going in when I think from a fantasy point of view a road a road team at a weird field that very much favors the home team that's used to playing there with with that width and everything that is just constricted just makes me not necessarily have him as a first choice. Maybe a second, though, to your to your point, Scott, could be could be where it's at. Um, which is a good
1: point, I guess we haven't we didn't consider Sancy at all for New York either. Playing at home against a fine ish Atlanta defense is, I feel like it's kinda of hot and cold depending on um how they're going. But I'm still I don't I'm feeling about him there. But I, I didn't talk about him. Usually New York at home is usually santi and obviously no maxi yeah. so
0: sandy Rodriguez there didn't mention Santee. ladero at seattle ah, mm-hmm. santi doesn't seem to get the home field boost
2: like maxi did like That's i fine. like santi a lot but that home field boost just doesn't seem to be the same magnitude as for other players that have played for them
0: yeah so there are some yeah. options uh look forward to continue discussion on the discord channel please do participate in the uh the weekly player poll that we do with the Discord community, uh, just to be sure, it's it's noted. Um, the only people who have access to that poll are Christian and myself, and we do not look at who people are picking uh, from the submissions. Whenever I look at it each week, I just load up the the results and just start copying and pasting names into the article. So I am not using this as a sneaky way to find out who is picking whom for for their team uh, to get to get ahead right there Uh, but I understand if you've got your picks you don't want to share but if you are so willing uh, please do go in and share you don't have to say who you're picking if it's your differential it could be just players who you think are solid Um, it's to allow us to sort of share some some rankings as our community views them uh, in comparison to what Skyler puts out with mlssoccer.com just so we can kind of see uh, because and lots of times there's overlap and sometimes there's some variance and that's fun to see that when when there is some variance especially if if we get it right that's that's the, the ultimate goal, but yeah, check out the the player poll as well, because we do ask about captains, and uh, and that's always fun. And I share uh, for those of you who may not have looked at it, the list that goes on to our player poll is always players that get at least twenty percent of the votes. So there are always other players, um, but it's players who get at least twenty percent, and then they're ranked from highest down to that twenty percent mark. All right, that's all that we have for the show tonight. Thank you so much, guys, for joining and sharing. Thank you to everyone in chat as well. Let's wrap everything else up with plugs. Matt?
1: Just Discord. Love the community. Great people. Um, also very good um, insight into these teams. Um, and just generally fans of different teams help you understand the, the workings of everything better than I could as just a Sounders fan living in Portland.
0: Blame. So.
2: Yeah, I'll give a follow-up from last week. We plugged Skittles beer. It was the hot thing last week. It's gross. It tastes like ah, soap. How ah, ah, did you put ah. the Skittles in? Okay, so, I put it in Michelob Ultra. Okay. I thought, uh, with a good neutral beer, so you can really see what it is, it tastes like soap. Like, if somebody has a better beer to try it in, definitely hit me up. But it's so bad,
0: I can't even finish the beer. On the next episode right. of MLSFI After Dark...
1: We're just going to have different beers. Everyone's going to be on a different beer with Skittles inside it. I
0: we'll to go H- broke H- buying H- beer to try this in, but. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, as for me, of course, the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord community, fantastic place to go as a resource. Can't plug it enough, uh, MLSFantasyBoss.com. I know, again, Tyler was a little under the weather last week, and we covered a lot of his differential picks during the show, so expect to have his article back this week as well. Uh, the Reddit is still up uh, with, with some limited activity by, I don't know, popular demand, but enough demand that, that made it annoying for me so that I put that back. Up there, so uh, check out all the multiple ways that we have. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow on on Twitter. We put out a lot of information as we can do there, and and just enjoy the game and enjoy being part of this community because it's fantastic and and so uh, it's just a blessing to have our view all involved each and every week. And so as I always say at the end of the show, good luck.